Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is the Yellow Brick Road and the Bible. But before we start, I just want to kick off with a couple of reminders. And I don't usually talk about this, but I'm going to today. We have some fabulous upcoming Best Life Ministries One Day Women's events that are coming your way. So the first one is going to be in Hutchinson, Minnesota at Riverside Church on April 22nd. Second one coming up is in Hopkins, Minnesota at Cross of Glory Church. And the third one is going to be at My Little Church in the Grove out here in Benson on May 13th. And the hours for those are 830 to 230. You can find out more information at bestlifeministries.com. I'd love to have you check that out. Also, if you listen to this radio show and you enjoy it, I would love to not only have you give us a great review on iTunes, but if you're not tech savvy, don't panic because there's another way you can help us out. And that is to donate to the ministry. And that's at bestlifeministries.com as well. Feel free to uh, check us out. If you've got any questions, you can always email me at Kathy at Best Life Ministries. Now let's kick off the show today because I'm so excited about it. You know, when I talk about the yellow brick road in the Bible, I think, wow, are they really going to mishmash together? Yes, they are. And here's why. Because so often in life, we can take scripture and look at things that are everyday and find God in them. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Every once in a while, I like to mix things up. My daddy used to say that we find creativity in the day to day living, but every once in a while, we need a jump start. So something different to get us reignited, restarted, awake, and alive? Well, it's going to be the Wizard of Oz, and today is that day. So get ready for something a little fresh and a little different. In my day-to-day world, I'm busy. I'm sure you are too. I'm a motivational speaker, a radio host, where I write and arrange all of my shows, a Bible study facilitator, an author, a wife, mother, and a grandma. I live next to my 1900s church, and now Farmer Dean and I are moving a little 1945 cabin into the grove behind the church for small conferences and retreats. Sometimes with that busyness in life comes the fatigue, and I look for God to renew my strength. I have found that I have to make myself find things that energize me, or I'm drawn to things and places and people who drain me. Do you ever think about that? There are people that fill us up. There are people that drain us. We want to have kind of a good balance, help the drainers, and be with those that fill us and fill other people. Whenever you can help people, well, people want to be helped. Sometimes it's an insurmountable pressure with people calling me, emailing, texting their prayer requests, their troubles, their problems. They want speaking engagement dates. They need deadlines for something that I'm working on. At times I find myself like Christ as he withdrew from the crowds and went to quiet corners by himself. Where are your quiet corners? Have you ever thought about it? Where do you retreat to? I find that my corners are right in my home. I like to walk in the yard and look at the sunrise over the field, or I walk through the little prayer garden at my church. But on gloomy days that are dark and dreary, and I'm telling you there have been a lot of them here in Minnesota as of late, I find myself looking back at the past and my childhood. I think the older that we get, the more near and dear to our childhood and our memories and thoughts we become attached to them. Once a year on a Saturday night when I was little, 
Daddy would let us stay home from church and watch The Wizard of Oz. Wow, it was fabulous. Of course, it was all black and white, even when it became colorized, because we had a black and white TV until I was about in seventh grade. I didn't even know it turned, you know, a lovely shade of every color under the sun. I always had to sit right next to Dad because the Wicked Witch terrified me, and I'm sure she terrified everybody else that was under the age of five or 15. In my simplistic childhood mind, everyone was good and pure like Dorothy and Glinda the Good Witch. How was it even possible that there could be someone as mean as Miss Gulch the Wicked Witch? Mom would make a special dinner for us, and then we would be busy We would be gobbling down, baking these frosted ginger cookies with her, and we'd be running back and forth to watch the show, or sometimes we'd have frosted chocolate cookies. We would have a tray set up in front of the TV. Life went by, and my oldest daughter, Alexa, saw the movie when she was a little bit over three years old. She, of course, was scared to death of the witch, but she became infatuated as a little child with the story, the music, and the beautiful Dorothy. Did you know that Dorothy, Judy Garland, was 16 years old when she did that movie? They started with a whole process of putting a crazy blonde wig on her. Ish, that sounds dreadful. They made her be very, very silly and little girlish. And finally, I think about the third director came in and said, no, we're not going to do that. She needs to be a young woman growing up on the farm. Thank heavens for that director, right? Every Christmas, Alexis receives another beloved ornament to hang on her Wizard of Oz Christmas tree. Talking, singing, moving ornaments that make up the beauty that pull memories from her childhood. Well, recently, as I said, the Minnesota afternoons here have been dark and gloomy. I think today was a little spit spotty of rain as I came into the radio station. The pressures of life press in around me. People are complaining. People are needing details. I've got tons of things that are coming up. I'm working on three books at once. I've got some speaking engagements. I've got our Best Life Ministries conferences. And what happens to me as I do this fine balancing act with God's help is that after a while, I become very, very worn thin. I get a little irritable, a little grouchy. I feel like nothing is quite making me happy And that's the time when I say it's time for Wizard of Oz. I just pop in that movie, make some popcorn, some iced tea, and I sit back and remember what it was like to be a little kid where things weren't so tough, challenges weren't so big, and my family was right there. If you're anything like me, there are days when you're discouraged and you find your corners to hide in. I decided that I was going to turn things around this past week So I brewed a good pot of steaming coffee, and I baked Grandma Thelma's great ginger cookies. I pulled down a couple of my old coffee cups that Grandpa Neil gave me, and I just sat back and said, hey, I'm going to pop in that DVD. Now, the typical choices for me to relax, to just feel like I'm going to get rejuvenated, would be The Sound of Music or State Fair or South Pacific. But Wizard of Oz is the one that brings me total comfort. And if you need a quick refresher on this story before I log into it and we just launch down the yellow brick road and compare scripture to that traveling and that journey with Dorothy and her three companions, well, here's a quick refresher for your memory bank from our fabulous movie critic, movie reviewer, 
Riley Erickson. Riley Erickson here, bringing you another bottom line movie review for Best Life Ministries. For this installment, we're talking about one of the most iconic, beloved, and well-known films of all time. If you're having visions of ruby slippers and terrifying monkeys with wings, then we're all on the same brick road. The Wizard of Oz has a runtime of 1 hour 41 minutes and is rated G. In this classic favorite, which originally hit theaters on August 25, 1939, and was inspired by L. Frank Baum's book The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland stars as a young Dorothy Gale who lives on a Kansas farm with her Annie M, played by Clara Blandick, and her Uncle Henry, played by Charlie Grapewin. The story begins in black and white and takes us through the day-in, day-out journey of life on the farm, but it soon takes a turn when an angry neighbor, Miss Gulch, played by Margaret Hamilton, shows up to accuse Dorothy's dog, Toto, of biting her. Gulch threatens and takes Toto away, but he escapes just as a Kansas tornado kicks up. When Dorothy is hit by a window frame and knocked out, the black-and-white movie soon transforms her dream in technicolor, and she is whisked away into a land of imagination where she ends up in the Emerald City in the wonderful land of Oz. On her journey, Dorothy is befriended by three sidekicks, the Scarecrow, played by Ray Bolger, Seeking a Brain, the Tin Man, played by Jack Haley, Seeking a Heart, and the Cowardly Lion, played by Bert Lahr, Seeking Courage. All four travel together on a yellow brick road to get to the great and marvelous Wizard of Oz, played by Frank Morgan, in order to send Dorothy back to her home in Kansas. Along the entire journey, the friends are faced with challenges and continue to incur the harassment of a Miss Gulch lookalike, the Wicked Witch of the West. Dorothy's friends portrayed a deeper thought process in representing the everyday fears of a child. Are we smart enough? Are we loved by others? And do we have the courage to face the tough stuff in life? When Dorothy and her friends finally reach the wizard, he lets the three sidekicks know that they had their sought-after gifts all along, and exits in an air balloon. Dorothy is told by the good witch, Glinda, played by Billy Burke, that she has always had the power to go home. Bottom line, the casting for The Wizard of Oz was done to perfection, and the cinematography was brilliant. The film score delivered the ever-loved tune, Over the Rainbow, along with favorites like If I Only Had a Brain and Follow the Yellow Brick Road. This cherished movie has stood the test of time by remaining well-loved and relevant to children and adults alike for generations. It's a must-see. As the story played out for the hundredth time in my life that day, when I was sitting down with my ginger snaps and coffee, I realized that good old Dorothy had some great lessons for you and me, lessons that she learned in the story, things I'd never even thought about. So today, for something fun and fresh, you and I can learn three spiritual truths from our everyday lives simply by looking at everything Dorothy went through as she journeyed the yellow brick road. Here we go. Let's start with number one. Ready? Bad people and their ill intentions propel us to good things. Yes, let me say that again. Bad people and their ill intentions propel us to good things. Let me again refresh your memory in the story of the Wizard of Oz, which I will now refer to as Oz, just so we don't keep saying it over and over. Dorothy lives on a farm with her aunt and uncle, and she's friends with the three farm hands. She owns a sweet dog named Toto. The mean neighbor, Miss Gulch, shows up one day to take away Toto because she has hit him with the back of her rake because he was just there and he bit her. 
Miss Gulch means to get her way. Even if it makes Dorothy sad, she's going to snatch up that toto. And she does so. It doesn't matter to her. She just wants her way. Although it would be life-changing and awful for Dorothy and her dog. How often have people acted like this to you? Have you had people throughout your life who have been filled with ill intent? They've purposely wanted to harm you because they don't like you or they're insecure or maybe because they're jealous or just because they want control. Maybe it was a job you had. Maybe you were secure and feeling happy and someone didn't like that because they don't have that. They wanted your job, so they set out to create trouble or maybe they just didn't want you to be happy, so they set out to create trouble. Perhaps it was an ex-spouse. They didn't want to see you move ahead with life without them, so they spread lies and rumors about you. Maybe it was one of your own parents. They were unhappy with their own life, so they took it out on you physically, emotionally, or verbally. Whatever the case might be, we all have had or will have people in our lives who are the instigators of trouble and wreak havoc over our souls because of their sins, not because of ours. But, listener, this is something that you and I can learn from. My daddy used to say, Kathleen, sometimes it's not about learning how to be in life. Sometimes it's about learning how not to be. And that's what we can learn from Miss Gulch, the neighbor. When Dorothy gets her head bumped during a tornado by a door that's flying across the room, she falls onto her bed into a deep sleep. When she awakens, she is in a deep dream that leads her to a yellow brick road, and she follows that. Remember the munchkins that want her to follow the road to the wizard who will help her get back to Kansas? Well, let me refresh your memory right here. Follow the yellow brick road. 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 But throughout the entire storyline, she is continually plagued by Miss Gulch, who's acting as the Wicked Witch. Although Dorothy seemed to be looking over her shoulder frequently for what the Wicked Witch was going to do next, she was motivated to get to keep traveling that yellow brick road. Do you see what I mean? Instead of allowing that person who was trying to put evil upon them, keep them back, hold them back, create trouble for them, instead Dorothy used that to propel her further and further to travel her journey. Wow, love it. Very often, mean people will try to lie and cheat, create trouble, or even harm us physically or mentally. It's in those moments that I can look back in my own life and see that most of those situations provided the impetus to move forward, to grow, and to learn. I think just even simply about my life and my past with my former spouse and how awful it was to have abuse, to have such a controlling spirit over me. But I continue to use that to propel me forward. And I look at my life today and I think, you know what? I would love to go back in time and say, hey, let's eliminate all of that awful stuff. But the truth is, is that God allowed it to propel me to a place today where I can help others. And wow, I wouldn't want to go back and change a thing. That's what's happening in the storyline with the Wizard of Oz. A great biblical example of this is through the story of Joseph. 
Joseph is sold into slavery by his brothers, and you can find the story in Genesis. He serves with Egypt's top leader, Potiphar, and he gets betrayed by Potiphar's wife. He serves the next 11 years in prison for something he never did. So far, his brothers and a pushy woman have added nothing but trouble for his life. But something really great happens. You see, the bad people push and propel Joseph to move forward on his own yellow brick road, on his own journey. And here's what happens. The Pharaoh, the leader of Egypt, King Pharaoh, needs help trying to discern what his dream is about. And the people of that land know that Joseph can help. Well, Joseph's really pretty wonderful, but he says, listen, I can't do it, but God can. And he explains the dream. King Pharaoh loves Joseph and says, hey, you're going to come right out of this prison. You're going to come to my palace. You're going to be in charge of everything, except I'm going to be the leader above you. But basically, you're pretty much going to take care of everything. And here's what happens at the final story. Joseph's brothers show up, and in the end, they have to say they're sorry. They have to understand that no matter what they did to stop him, it didn't stop him. He was traveling his own yellow brick road, and it was a great place for him to be. So, in the end, we're reminded that those evil people, like the wicked witch or the bad brothers or the mean uh, wife of Potiphar, all actually meant things for evil, but God meant it for good. Listen to what God says in Scripture. He says, through Joseph, this this is Joseph's words, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. You see, in that story, Joseph was able to help Egypt with the famine they were going through. And and in so doing, he could help the countries and the people around to have enough food. God works past the bad intentions of others. There are so many examples in everyday life of people who rose above poverty, lack of education, abuse, and other things. God just raised them up past all that. People tried to hold them back, but that pushed and propelled them to try even harder. People like Abe Lincoln, Billy Sunday, and Walt Disney, just to name a few. And Walt Disney is one of my favorites simply because I love reading about a simple young man who drew a funny little mouse. People laughed at him. Nobody wanted him. They thought it was a stupid idea. And he just kept working on it in his garage. And look what happened to him later. I'll have to give the matter a little thought. Dorothy was looking and believing for good things of God just over that next rainbow. Let's take a minute and let's listen to these beautiful words. It's the old song that we know and love. It's from 1939, Over the Rainbow. I have listened to so many people throughout my lifetime singing this song, all the way from Andy Williams to, uh, I can't even think of all the people, just even on everyday stages with high schoolers singing it. But let's face it, nobody does that song justice like the beautiful Judy Garland. And here she is. Let's listen.
What a beautiful tune. I don't think I could ever get tired of hearing it. As we continue to think about the three lessons we can learn from Oz, the first one, I'm just refreshing your memory, was bad people and their ill intentions propel us to good things. Now, here's the second lesson we can learn from Oz. Having courage and tenacity to go places we've never gone before helps us acquire spiritual growth. Let me repeat that again. Having courage and tenacity to go places we've never gone before helps us acquire spiritual growth. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. When Glinda the Good Witch tells Dorothy she will need to travel the yellow brick road to access a method home, Dorothy says with a cheerful heart, follow the yellow brick road. With each chant of the song and all of the munchkins helping her, she firmly plants her feet on the yellow bricks and begins to travel towards the Emerald City. Casting all fear of the Wicked Witch and the Unknown aside, she gleefully travels and meets friends along the way. Now, attitude is everything, isn't it? This part of the story reminds me of another young woman named Queen Esther. In her story, she is taken to the palace and chosen to become queen. But when a mean person tries to create trouble for herself and the Jews, she has the choice to speak up and help others or stay quiet and protect herself. Queen Esther chooses to ask her people, the Jews, to fast and pray and tells her relative Mordecai that she will face King Xerxes, her husband, even if it means death. In those days, the queen wasn't allowed to go before the king unless he called for her. Esther goes before the king and reveals the evil plot from the mean man. The king listens, believes her, and resolves the problem for the good of the Jewish nation. 
Now, Queen Esther took a journey in life that was filled with risks, but had a godly attitude that was a can-do and see-it-through kind of an attitude. And it worked, and God blessed her. This is what happens to you and me if we follow God and we travel our paths, which are the yellow brick roads of life, that are uncertain. If we have a great attitude, we can do it. We can make it. Look at Bible characters who did this. Noah, Abraham, Moses. Look at people in real life. George Washington, Billy Graham, and Mother Teresa. For Dorothy, if she hadn't set her mind and heart to the task, she would have never accomplished the feat and made it to where she needed to go. Well, that's how it is with you and me. We have places that God needs to get us to. Let's not let the bad people stop us. Let's be tenacious with a God-filled, go-get-it attitude. The last lesson is simply this. You always had the power if you have Jesus as Savior. When Dorothy's friends get their heart's desire at the end of the show, Dorothy is the only one left who is still patiently waiting to get home to Kansas. Glinda, the Good Witch of the North, comes back to tell Dorothy, You've always had the power, my dear. You've had it all along. And Dorothy realizes that the whole entire journey was created as a learning experience for her and her friends. Dorothy just didn't understand that throughout the journey, but that's okay because it led her to her path, her yellow brick road, and that directed her to the end with the wizard as he waves goodbye and she clicks her heels together three times. Oh, will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. The scriptural example for this point is simply this. It comes from Elijah, and it's taken out of 1 Kings 17 through 19. The story is that Elijah does some really fabulous work for God. He's up on Mount Carmel. He's proving to the people that there's only one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the people are worshiping a uh, idol. It's, it's a God of nature, they call it, Baal. And they're led by Queen Jezebel, you've heard of her before, and King Ahab. And when Elijah calls upon God, God answers. Um, they call upon their God. Their God doesn't do anything. But God answers. He starts a fire and he burns everything up, and people begin to believe, and they say, you are the God, the only true God. Now, Elijah's feeling pretty happy. He's done some really good work. He gets rid of the 450 prophets of Baal, and he feels like God's really used him. He's excited. But what happens next is that Queen Jezebel sends him a death threat. She says, guess what? I'm coming after you, and it's going to be really, really something else if by tonight you're still alive because I mean to do you in. And that's what Elijah listens to. He plays that voice over and over in his head, and he runs scared. But the end of the story is simply this. God meets with Elijah. God says, here I am. I'm with you. I am for you. And you had the power all along. Remember, I was with you on top of Mount Carmel. I'm with you in the lowest valleys. See, God never leaves us. And that's the important part of the story. When Dorothy found out that she had the power all along, well, she clicked her heels and went back to Kansas. The truth is simply this to remember, that if you know Jesus as your Savior, you have the power all along to make it through anything. 
At times, God allows the bad things in our lives, the tough trips, the hard challenges along the yellow brick roads of our lives to keep us on the path of learning. But ultimately, whatever state we are in, albeit happy, content, depressed, confused, challenged, or discouraged, if we know Jesus as our personal Savior, we always have the power to overcome through Jesus, God's Son. Be encouraged today by this fabulous old tale from 1939. God journeys with us on our path in life. We follow the yellow brick road, and He walks beside us. He allows challenges and tough people to come in and do whatever they're going to do, but He never leaves us, and we will always have the power to overcome when we rely on Him. If Dorothy hadn't set her mind and heart to the task, she would have never accomplished the feat and made it to where she needed to go. And God is like that, you know. He's going to walk with you on the path so that you will get exactly to where He needs you to go. Listen to scripture from Isaiah 30, 21. Take heart. I shall hear a word behind me saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever I turn to the right or to the left. Friends, let me pray with you today. Dear Jesus, for those who are on the journey right now where it feels difficult and lonely, provide peace and comfort. For those who are needing encouragement because someone is difficult in their life, well, give them courage. And Lord, for those of us who are thinking that bad wins every time, show us that you're turning the bad into good for our good and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes and please give us a favorable review so that other people can listen to the show and enjoy it as well. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.